We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's up, Packers fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Draft, brought to you by Badger State Brewing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Today we are talking cornerbacks, a key need. For the Packers, with Eric Stokes' injury situation kind of being up in the air, Keyshawn Nixon being a free agent, Jair Alexander not being able to stay healthy, it's it's something that uh, Green Bay looks you know needs to look into. And I love Carrington Valentine. I think he's you know already returned amazing, amazing value for a seventh round pick. I also don't know that you're making long term decisions for your franchise based on Carrington Valentine. Okay, I, I don't know that you wouldn't go grab a corner. Just because you know you feel like you might have something in Valentine, be much more uh, excited about kind of throwing him into a competition. Even if you think he's really a third or a fourth round talent instead of in the seventh where they got him, and he's producing like a third or a fourth round talent. I'm not making long term decisions based on Carrington Valentine. One of the reasons I bring up Carrington Valentine is he has excellent length. Just like the topic of today's show, Iowa State cornerback T.J. Tampa. It's the number one thing that you'll notice. Uh, Tampa has that length, and especially if you're going to be trying to play some cover three, trying to play some cover one, trying to press man, he's thick. He's long and he's thick. 6'1", um, 198. Honestly, he, he looks like a safety. Okay, I think um, probably tried to 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 um, thin out a little bit to, for, for, for testing purposes. I think he played over 200 pounds at, at TJ, or excuse me, at, at Iowa State, or at least he he sure looked, I mean, to me, he looks like a safety. Okay, that that's one of the things I wrote in my notes. He looks like a safety to me who plays corner. That doesn't mean like he, he moves like a safety because he doesn't, but he looks to me like a safety playing cornerback, and I only mean that as a compliment. Like, he is a thick dude. Um, he's a well-built guy, 
but but also i mean when when he lines up against um you know big these big 12 wide receivers he's a he's a large man right he's he's not necessarily lining up against the guys that are six four six five and looking big but um, a lot of these you know uh, guys at, at texas like worthy um a lot of the guys at kansas state uh, and, and and you know he he's long okay <laughs> that's what i'll go with that i think you play man i think you play press man um i think he sinks his hips well uh and, and can get in kind of that trail position in man and trail doesn't mean you get beat it just means you're you're in in, in the spot and where you're supposed to be um and i think that that happens without wasted movement which is which is a key uh for me when you um you know kind of transition from okay i'm pressing i'm pressing and now i'm flipping my hips and i'm and i'm i'm, I'm going with you now i got my back to the quarterback instead of my my eyes on the quarterback like in zone he he makes that transition well and uh you know not a lot of chopping not a lot of slipping i think he's pretty darn good at that uh 167 I, and i i hope people have a little bit of perspective uh for what this number means but 167 of his 411 snaps at cornerback this year uh in coverage were press and that's a high you know a lot of a lot of second long third long um, a lot of zone calls, like there are just times that your coordinator doesn't want you to press. TJ Tampa pressing for almost half, 167 is quite half of, of 411, but I mean, it's it's a high percentage, right? Of of uh times that that he went up there and played press. And if that's something that you want these Green Bay corners to be able to do, and I don't mean you, the fan, like I know fans love press coverage, but I really mean like you, Jeff Halfley, you, Ryan Downard. You know the, the the new uh Packers defensive coaching regime. If they're looking for a press man guy, I think TJ Tampa uh, is definitely definitely on the list. Right? Um, he's an explosive athlete on film in a linear way, and I mean that like his acceleration, his start stop is super impressive. Um, from just a number perspective, I'm I'm very impressed with um a 54.8 passer rating against. Uh, and how does that happen? Well. You only allow 51% of the balls thrown your way to be completed. Um, and then you pick off two of them. Okay. That's, that's, that's a big one. And, and you're not allowing a ton of yardage. I mean, um, Tampa got, got target 49 times and, and only gave up 240 yards. So uh, very much a, a, a lockdown type of guy, as opposed to a gambling type of guy, just depends on your, you know, are you looking for ball production or are you looking to take away the other team's best option? Or are you looking to take away the other team's second best option? Are you looking for your corners to consistently be where they're supposed to be? Or are you looking for their your corners to get their hands on the football? Um, there's not necessarily one way of doing it that's that's better, but I tend to, and we've, I've talked about this before when, when talking about other defensive backs, I tend to value the ability to take away someone's, you know, be, be where you're supposed to be, force incompletions, um, an attempt to take away other teams' top options. Uh, I think you know the, the gambling types, the guys that get their hand on the ball, they're great. It's it's fun to have them at safety. At corner, though, what the Packers did to the Cowboys is kind of what happens to gambling corners when things go bad. Um, you saw Gilmore and Bland, Bland specifically, get his hands on a ton of balls, and then when he didn't, he was cooked. And and Trayvon Diggs is the exact same way for Dallas. Like if he doesn't get his hand on the ball, he gets cooked. And um, that's definitely not the kind of player that the TJ Tampa is, um, decent ball production. I'm not going to say great, uh, 16 passes batted down in the last two years, a forced fumble and three picks, not necessarily on the level of, you know, like some, some corners, the ones that are really good, but 
it, it, it's good enough for a guy that we're sort of classifying in this press man shutdown role, as opposed to um, super playmaker ball production type role that that ball production is, is sort of adequate. Um, I mentioned the length. I mentioned being able to play a deep third in cover three. I mentioned being able to um, not necessarily get beat over the top in cover one. He doesn't really get beat, get beat deep. Um, in the last three years, he spent 926 snaps in coverage. 19 balls went for 15 or more yards, 19. So that's an extremely low percentage uh, when, you, when you think about how often this kid was on the field for Iowa State. And by the way, Big 12 is a passing league, folks. That ball is going up, okay? And so for him to only you know allow 19 big plays over 15 yards in three years as a starter, that's impressive to me. And uh, something that I definitely uh, noted, he, he's, uh, I, I think, a, a, a player that tracks the ball well, high points it well, doesn't always catch it super well, but he uses his length. And, and, and to me, that screams cover three, right? You're talking about like the Richard Sherman archetype, and he's certainly not the height of a Richard Sherman. I don't even think he has the arm length of a Richard Sherman. But when I watch him, I'm thinking, boy, he could play some cover three. And he could play press man. I, I just think like if he's your second best, if he kind of reaches his 60th or 70th percentile outcome. So not like, you know, if everything goes perfectly for him, but if he, if he just has a good development track in the NFL, I think he'd be a great number two corner. And, and I think that has more value than people might think. You think you're like, all right, I'm going to burn a second round pick on TJ Tampa. I kind of hope you can be a number one corner. I don't care if you can be a very, very good number two when you have a guy like Jair Alexander. Um, I'm for that, especially to the way. And, and we'll talk about this in the fit, the way he would kind of fit in with the secondary, uh, I think is is interesting. He's a big physical corner. As I mentioned, he's almost a safety size. He's a plus in the run game. My opinion, I don't I don't watch a ton of run snaps because it's it's, it's not the um, I shouldn't say I, I watch the whole game, but I don't focus in a ton on the rundowns just because. That is not what corners get paid for in the NFL. Even cover two corners aren't getting paid for that. Like they, it's it's appreciated, right? When it's done well. Um, if you have a cornerback, especially a nickel, although I don't think Tampa's a nickel at all, but especially if you have a nickel who can who can tackle, who can really fill against the run, that's a big deal. Um, but Tampa's a plus, I think. Uh, and he's he's an experienced player uh, for a guy. Um, you know, who has played as much as he has. He's got 30 starts and he's only 21 as of this video right now. So that's something. Um, and again, they've seen every passing concept in the world dealing with some of the air raid stuff and some of the pro style stuff that, that goes through uh, the big 12 for sure. He really struggled down the stretch. We're going to get into some of the the cons or some of the things that, you know, would, would be concerns or why is TJ Tampa not, uh, you know, a top 10 pick? Well, here, here are some of the things that um, I'd like to see improve or, or concerns that I see, um, on his tape and potentially with his athletic profile. I uh, really struggled down the stretch in 2023. I, I thought his last three games might've been like the three worst games of the last two years. Um, I didn't watch anything so far of his from three seasons ago, like so 2021, but in 2022 and 2023, I just, when I got kind of through it, it's like, man, um, he just tailed off and it's not like their season was over. Right. Uh, they weren't in the big 12 championship discussion, but I, I I don't know if he got hurt, got nicked. I'd, I'd like to see an explanation. And I don't think anybody's – I'm not going to the combine, and I don't think anybody's going to be like, hey, you really stunk during the last month. What happened? I'd like to know what happened. Um, he plays high, which he's tall. But you like to get guys to kind of, you know, get low on their backpedal or, or, or consistently be kind of technically sound. 
And for a guy that's already tall and already, you know, a concern, like I, I think um, that 5'11 to 5'11 and a half to me is the prototype size for a corner. Eric Crocker has talked a lot about, like, uh, about this, how tough it is, really, truly difficult it is to be a great corner at 6'1", 6'2". And it's it's just the special ones that can make it work. Everyone thinks like, oh, the prototype size for a corner is 6'1". It's not. The guy's just, it's very difficult to move uh, the way that a cornerback needs to move uh, when you're that tall. And so when you're that tall and you already kind of play high, um, I'm really interested to see if it's if it's just kind of a bad habit and it can be overcome. And, and, and what I want to see there is, is, is change of direction, uh, testing at the NFL Combine. I'm interested to see... Um, you know what he's going to run uh, in the in the short shuttle. What he's going to run in the three cone drill. The forty will be important. I mean, I think any corner kind of has to check a box, if you will. I think any corner has to have a certain level of uh, you know top end speed. Just especially if, if they're going to play a deep third, right? You have to have some level of speed to play cornerback, unless you're just going to a strict cover two team and got to tell you there are not a ton of teams anymore um that that run Tampa 2 as like their base or, are just constantly running a really clean version of of Tampa 2 um and Green Bay certainly won't be one of those teams under Jeff Halfley right so uh you, you got to have some long speed but I'm more interested in TJ Tampa's change of direction that's the more important thing to me uh he does get caught with his hand in the cookie jar occasionally um, I mentioned him as more of a shutdown guy than a gamble guy. He does do a little bit of gambling. I mean, I mean that from more of like if he is what he can be, I think he can be more of a take your guy away um, than a big ball production guy. He kind of thinks he's a ball production guy. And then you look at the the box score and it's like, hey, maybe you're not. Um, I mentioned doesn't get beat deep, bit, bleh, goodness, uh, doesn't get beat deep a ton when he has. I kind of went in and, and and looked at a at a cut of of his explosives given up. A lot of it is when he's trying to go get the ball. A lot of it is um not is is like not getting beat deep, not losing a jump ball like he doesn't get mossed, right? But if he goes for a pick or he takes a bad angle, um that is when he he gets beat deep and and some of just that eye discipline stuff um I'd like to see improved and I think uh potentially could be more of a problem in the NFL than it was in college. Uh, the gambling um, kind of aspects of his game. Again, not a, not a huge red flag, but something that I noted and something that I, I set down. Um, the big one for me is like, can he turn, right? Is he loose enough in the hips to play man? Um, or is he just going to be a deep third or, or, or cover four corner? Uh, and one of those is much more valuable than the other. Okay. If he's a really good zone corner, if he's somebody that can, play that linear football, right, and and start and stop and, and have that straight line acceleration, that straight line top speed, that ability to high point the football, um, be able to run fast enough at six foot one to not get beat deep. Like that has value. But if he has the wiggle in his hips to play man coverage and, you know, pass off, off route concepts and, and, and be able to drive on stuff and change direction, I think that really – honestly, probably moves him in more of a round one grade, but I, I need to be able to see that because it's not on tape, right? Um, and so some elite change of direction stuff at the combine would, would move me closer to round one with TJ Tampa. I don't know that it would get him all the way there just because, um, you know, there are some guys that that do really well um, 
in the underwear Olympics, if you will, and that it just never translates. To me, it's that's my big question. Change of direction. How fluid is he? Right now, I see explosive. I see long. I see aggressive. I see a good football player. He's going to get a decent grade from me, but I, I don't see that fluidity um, that a player like a Jair Alexander has. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, okay, Packers fit. Watch for the testing. They really like long corners. Okay, that is something that they appreciate. Um, Valentine has decent length. I know Jair doesn't, but you go back to like their infatuation with Ladarius Gunter. Obviously, they spent a lot of money um, on, uh, uh, excuse me, a lot of draft capital on Kevin King. I think even Eric Stokes is a reasonably big guy. Uh, yeah, he's six foot tall, another six foot tall corner. Um, Looks like he's even closer to six one. Uh, they they like, um, yeah, six one. So they like long corners. That's a thing. That's that's uh, you know I think Jair Alexander probably had some explosive numbers that they were super excited about. Jair Alexander obviously had some change of direction stuff that they were super excited about, and they nailed the Jair Alexander pick. They they whiffed on Josh Jackson and Kevin King. I mean, six feet tall. Like they like these longer corners. And uh, certainly if Jeff Halfley is going to play cover three, cover one, the, the guys with size, uh, especially if they're going to project them outside and not into a nickel roll, it's, it's going to be something, but I'm, I'm going to be paying attention. Um, as far as the Packers specific thresholds, what they like to see, what you guys should be watching for from TJ Tampa at the NFL combine uh, five, 10 and seven eighths. That's their for outside corner, but honestly, basically for corner guys that they've drafted five, 10 and seven eighths. He's that. Okay, he's he's tall. He's six one. He's not even close to that five ten and seven eighths number. Um, he's got to run the forty and better than four six. And I would just say that's it needs to happen either way. Um, if he was six foot four, he could run slower. You know, six foot four with his moving movement skills, but he's six one. He's got to be able to run better than four six. And then they want that three cone time to be under seven seconds. And that's the change of direction stuff that I'm talking about. And so that would make him. Um, you know, if he can run because. Everything else is already there. And I think um, 
if he could run a, you know, four, four, something or a low four fives, 40 and break that seven second time in the three cone, he might be a pretty tier one, tier one Packer as far as a fit perspective. Um, Outside corner opposite Jair. I don't see TJ Tampa as a nickel at all. If you're talking specifically about his fit, I think he's in a, uh, a competition immediately with Eric Stokes and Carrington Valentine. I don't um, I don't think for a minute he could play nickel. I, I might check him out at safety, just depending on what I see. I I would maybe I would maybe look at him at safety. I think he could be a really good deep th- thirds corner if Halfley wants to play a tunnel single high. Um I, I think TJ Tampa could be a really good fit in round two if they address, you know, offensive line or pass rush or, you know, uh, pick my guy Keon Coleman at 41. If they do some other stuff, like if it's Newbin and Fautanu or Kinchins and Chris Jenkins, like, you know, go to the defensive line, um, any type of that thing. That next, that f- pick 58, I think TJ Tampa could be awesome for them. Um, I think he'd, he'd have to really beat up Valentine's and Stokes in camp unless they think he can play a little safety. And, and that's sort of his team fit. Okay, overall grade for TJ Tampa. He's got a solid round two for me. Um, right in the middle of round two is where I have him graded. Uh, player 54 overall for me. I think good change of direction testing could push him up into the late 30s. I don't know that I'm ever going to go um, it with a round one grade just based on film, no matter what. Uh, I, I mentioned kind of, and, and people get on me and I get, I do get some of the criticism. I understand it, right? Um, people get on me about athletic testing and how much I value it. It's a lot of the times it, it breaks some ties, it answers some questions and it checks some boxes. And then there are situations like with Elijah Holyfield, right? We're running back out of Georgia. A lot of people had him in the top 50, then top 100. And he had just such a terrible combine that it was like, okay, he's probably not an NFL athlete. No, he's not in the NFL. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to TJ Tampa. I, I'm just saying there are things that can happen to you where when you go from the college to the pro level, from a strictly athletic standpoint, if you're just not an NFL athlete, you're just not an NFL athlete. Not a concern with TJ Tampa, um, but he's going to have some variance for me based on what happens in Indianapolis. Um, not necessarily so much because of the, the long speed, but really more. Uh, the change of direction. I want to see how much wiggle he has. I want to see, you know, his short area quickness and, and, and if he can kind of slide up my, my rankings at all. Uh, speaking of my rankings and speaking of what we're doing here, the green Bay draft guide brought to you by Packer report is the top, in my opinion, Packers specific draft guide out there. Uh, I work on that thing. Jacob Westendorf works on that thing. Uh, Jacob Morley works on that thing. He does a great job with Packer people. I've got it right here when I'm talking about thresholds, athletic points that the Packers prefer. As I mentioned with corner, they prefer you to be uh, over 5'10 and 7'8. They prefer you to run under a 4'6'40, and they prefer you to run under a 7'2'3 cone. That is based on 20 years of research, you know, kind of even more at some points because Ron Wolf taught Ted Thompson, who taught Brian Gutekunst. Okay. And this is very, very like, I'll, I'll give you just as an example, why you should listen to this and we'll go, here are your um, tier one Packer fits. So a wide receiver, I'm just giving this as an example for, for the guide purpose at wide receiver, the Packers like you to be five eleven or more one ninety five or more run a four, five, seven, 40 or quicker, a 7.08, three corner quicker, a 10-foot broad or more, 
and they really like productive wide receivers, as in having a thousand yard college season. The five, five players that hit that number for the Packers in last year's draft JSN, Rashi Rice, by the way, two pretty good players, especially Rice, Dontavion Wicks, A.T. Perry, and Grant DuBose. Five players. So of the five tier one Packers fits, Green Bay took two of them. That's the type of insight that you can get with the Green Bay draft guide powered by Packer Report is narrowing you in on guys that might be Green Bay Packers and having you watch the draft as an educated fan, which is our goal, right? We want you uh, to be in on the action and feel like you know what you're talking about because there's nothing cooler than being at the bar with your buddies and knowing what the hell you're talking about. All right. Green Bay draft guide powered by Pack Report. Link in the description, whether you're on podcast, whether you're on video. Promo code for 10% off. Daily, as in D-A-I-L-Y, daily draft. Go check out Packer Report. We've got awesome stuff going on there every day. Mark Eckel has a really, really cool uh, series going on in the offseason where he talks to an NFL employee about the Packers roster. we got so much cool stuff going on. Um, and as always, guys, like and subscribe. Do everything you need to do here at the Pack-A-Day podcast channel. Thanks so much for watching. Have a great day, and go Pack Go. 